Hey everybody, welcome back to the Block Mike Stand Podcast. I'm your host, the guy with no name, and we're back at it again. Tonight we're talking about the debates that happened. That was tonight, September 29th, and oh boy, let me just say it's a good thing I don't drink because otherwise I'd be passed out and probably wouldn't wake up for a full three days because holy crap, those debates were awful. Now, if you had the luck of not watching it, well, good job. It means that you probably don't hate yourself right now and hate where the two-party system has got us, but that's a conversation for another time. Anyways, um, before I get started talking about the highs and lows of both candidates and where I think the debates really went off the rails, I'm going to start by prefacing this with my bias because, you know, that's the hot new thing. Acknowledge your biases and where your opinions are, whatever. Anyways, I'm going to start with this. I am a registered Republican voter. I am a young, white, teenage, Christian, conservative male. I own a Trump hat, and I'm going to vote for Trump in November. So getting that out of the way kind of shows you where my opinions are at for the most part. And now I'm just going to really, I'm just going to talk about what the good and bad was for each candidate. So this debate was moderated by Chris Wallace. He's the like Fox News resident Democrat kind of guy. He's not everybody's favorite, but he's got his moments sometimes, I guess, if you're into that. If you're into cable news, which I already think of as garbage, but that's beside the point. Anyways, it was in Cleveland, Ohio, and they were just kind of doing good old debate things where they'd be asked a question and no one would ever answer the question. So it's, a, it's another presidential debate, but with less cohesion this time because it's Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Anyways, um, I think let's start with the good things that happened for Trump, because I think that that's really what people are looking for. People who know me think that I would look for, which I kind of was. But anyway, I think that Trump's main things were that Joe Biden didn't answer the questions. Joe Biden was asked about court packing and if he would like add more seats to the court and if he would do all kinds of weird court stuff. I don't remember the exact words. I don't want to look it up, and I'm not inserting another audio clip because that took way too much work for this podcast. Sorry. And Joe Biden danced around the question like a professional ballerina. He literally, instead of answering any question about judges, seats, confirmations, instead he turned to the camera, stared right into your soul, and told you to vote in November. Now... What does that have to do with judges? Nothing, because Joe Biden doesn't really have an answer. He doesn't know if he's going to pack the court or not, because he hasn't decided what he's going to wear tomorrow, because he doesn't really think anything out, because he's old. Okay, Joe Biden, that's one of his appeals, is he's an old guy, he can't really do much harm. Trump's other big moment was probably the Hunter Biden stuff. He tried to pin Joe Biden on, you know, talking about his son and his craziness, but he also didn't exactly do it in a right way. And that's where we're leading into Trump's two bad moments for me. And really, they were just kind of spread out. But the main thing that Trump did wrong here was that he didn't let Joe Biden talk. Now, here's the thing about Joe Biden. He can't really form too many complete sentences in a row or his brain overheats. And he has to take five minutes of just mumbling. Now, what Trump should have done was just let Joe Biden talk himself out, wear himself out, and then everyone realized that Joe Biden is not going to be making very hard decisions because he's too old to and 
probably doesn't have the mental capacity to. But instead of just letting Joe Biden talk and expose himself, Trump felt the need to jump in every five seconds to ask some benign question or point out that Joe Biden is sometimes inconsistent in his story because he's a politician. Does that have some merit sometimes in the right context? Sure. I'm not saying that that's a terrible tactic every time. I'm just saying on national TV against a guy who's seen as kind of a harmless old guy, it's not exactly the move you want to make. Because again, this is Donald Trump and Joe Biden. If you don't know what I'm talking about at this point, you haven't been paying attention. And honestly, at this point, you probably shouldn't because you're not the kind of person that should be really focusing on these things. Keep your innocence, keep your purity, and don't get into politics if you don't know what I mean when I say it's Donald Trump and Joe Biden. The other real thing that Trump didn't do a whole lot of was actually answering the question either. Donald Trump didn't really answer many questions either. The whole election integrity thing at the end, that was kind of pretty weak. He was saying, oh, well, all the miscounted votes and things, which... There are actual concerns about, but I don't think that being actually conspiratorial is a big thing. Trump is making all kinds of theories, all kinds of accusations, and most of them are probably going to turn out to be false. So I think if he just tamped down on that, as well as actually answered the question, like when he was asked if he would condemn white supremacy, why can't he just condemn it? I think that's one of my big problems with the guy, is he just won't condemn the bad within his own party. Joe Biden, to his credit, actually did this. He said that rioting and looting isn't really the right idea, which brings me to the Biden goods, and one of them is the condemnation of the rioting and looting. He said that like things like violent action were not the answer, and that that's not something he's in support of, which I think is the right move, because the polling shows that the Americans are not really into the whole rioting and looting, especially when it gets close to their homes. Surprise, surprise. Nobody likes violence, especially when it has a threat to you. So it makes sense for Joe Biden to condemn the rioting and looting because it's absolute insanity. So Joe Biden did a good thing there, and I think that's great for him. The other thing Joe Biden did well was actually letting Trump talk for the most part. Because Trump doesn't have a filter. Sometimes that turns out pretty good. Other times it's absolutely ridiculous. Trump's no-filter policy of his own brain isn't one of his greatest assets on a national stage where he's supposed to be like a nice, put-together guy. And if it was a debate on policy, he'd be absolutely smoked because he doesn't pay attention that much to that kind of stuff. He has advisors to tell him what he should vote for and things like that. But Joe Biden just let Trump kind of say his crazy stuff and come back with little snarky remarks that were actually hit the mark a couple times. So good job, Joe Biden. You let Trump be Trump, which not a lot of people are super into all the time. Now, the bad things for Joe Biden... Um, was the not answering a question, because if you're asked literally a question on court packing and your answer is to go vote, that is very, very bad and shows a real lack of, I don't know, urgency to the issue. It means that you don't, you haven't thought about it, you haven't taken it seriously. 
it probably wasn't in your prep. It wasn't in your debate notes. So it just means that he can't really think on his feet if that was the case. If that was on his notes and it was, hey, if you're asked about packing the court, just say to go vote, then that's really poor planning from whoever writes the debate notes. So I don't think Joe Biden did a good job of answering the questions, a lot of them. The other thing I don't think he did a good job on is looking alive, seeming coherent. He didn't seem very focused. He was always looking down, and when he looks down, he looks asleep. He'd make these weird faces. His smile, I don't. I know that's like a really weird, superficial thing, but... One of the things that I've read about before was actually the power of TV and image in debates. Um, it was Nixon and JFK, I believe, when had the first televised debates, and people who were watching on TV thought JFK looked pretty good because he was, you know, put together. He wasn't sweating. He looked like a nice young man, whereas Nixon was more like a sweaty old guy who talked a lot of weird stuff. Now. Joe Biden doesn't look that good because he is old. He's got weird facial expressions. He, His tie, I don't know why the tie was the tie it was. It was white and either navy or black, which doesn't show up well on TV, and just didn't look very good. Now, does that matter? Not a whole lot. Does it show any real indication of the presidency? No. It's just a critique I have of his debate performance was his actual appearance. He made, I, I just can't get over him staring into the camera and it just felt so awkward and strange and I did not like it. Anyway, the debate was an absolute disaster because here's the worst thing for both candidates was that they talked over each other. Now, if you're trying to make your case to the American people why you should be president, I think that rather than talk over your opponent at the exact same time they're speaking so nobody can understand what either of you are saying, I think waiting your turn and explaining it in a like, semi-thought-out way would be a lot more effective than just screaming nonsense and then having to have Chris Wallace jump in and scream more nonsense because nobody knew what they were doing. Now, is the debate an indicator of how the president will perform? Probably not. I don't think Trump, if he wins again, is going to start talking about Hunter Biden on a daily basis. Don't think he's going to start talking over everyone in his briefings, although it's possible and he's done it before. But I also don't think that it's necessarily a good sign that both of them looked as bad as they did. And it's usually not a good sign when you're sitting next to someone you have strong policy disagreements with and you'll pull up something on Twitter showing how bad the debate is and you both agree on it. Because this isn't appealing. I know there's the Democratic base who thinks that Joe Biden's like goofy Uncle Joe nature is super appealing to a ton of people. And I don't think it is. I think it comes across as kind of awkward and kind of creepy at sometimes, especially with the whole kids touching my leg hairs thing. I know that's, this is going nowhere fast, but just hang on with me for just a little bit more. But I don't think the Trump um, holding up a middle finger to everybody kind of approach is necessarily 
the most appealing either. Sure, there are times I want to put on a Trump hat and just ride around campus and just absolutely make everybody mad because I feel smug. But that's not the right attitude to have most of the time. The, you want a president who represents your country well because, let's face it, presidents don't actually have as much power as you think they do. Yeah, there's executive orders, and yeah, they sign a bill into law, but there's ways around vetoes, there's ways around, like, court decisions, there's ways around everything because we have checks and balances. Executive orders can be paused or blocked by judges, and those judges can then be overruled by making a law or another executive order that's slightly different. It's one of the great things about the American government is that there are ways around roadblocks to getting things done. Now, those aren't used all the time. Again, that's a topic for another time. I don't really want to get into it right now as it's already gone on for too long. But I don't think that having Trump be an angry guy for another four years isn't is necessarily a good idea on the world stage. Because, yeah, he tones it down for world leaders. He seems pretty respectful. But there's no telling if that's going to last. And I just think that both candidates tonight showed that why they're not supposed to be president, both of them. And it's up to you to decide who should be the president more. But ultimately, I think that the debate was very off-putting, especially to people in the middle. Because let's face it, if you were watching that and you hadn't decided who to vote for, you'd be equally as confused as you were yesterday. Because this debate did absolutely nothing. And that's basically 14 minutes of why the debate was so awful. Thanks for listening tonight. Uh, hopefully next time will be a little more thought out, but I just had to get this out there because I hated that debate so much. Thank you for listening to the Block Mike Stand. If you did like this, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And uh, if you want to hear me talk about something else, just uh, send me a message either through one of my social media platforms that you already know because that's how you found this podcast, or through emailing blockmikestand at gmail.com. Anyways, have a good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.